home. And here this morning, we are starting a new series called Seize the Year. And this morning, we are looking at the topic of uh, dreaming big. And the start of a year is a great time in life just to pause and do some dreaming. Just to pause and to do some dreaming, to actually take some time to start dreaming about what your future can look like. Start dreaming and believing with God on your side what will be possible. And it is just a great time of year for you. Uh, For some of you, this statement might ring true. My goal for 2019 is to accomplish my goals from 2018, which I should have completed in 2017 because I planned them in 2016. But I'm believing if that's kind of where you've been in the past, that this will be a new year and this year will be different for you. That you will actually see this year achieving some things, dreams coming to pass, that you will know without a shadow of a doubt that God came through for you in the year ahead. Isn't that a good feeling when you can look back on a year and go, wow, God came through. Just as Chris shared, in many ways, all the ways that God came through. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, that is the God in heaven who sees us. He sees you. He sees you. Each and every one of us is seen by God. Each and every one of us is seen by God. And I love the reality of that. That while He's up in heaven and we're down on earth, we are seen by Him. And our life actually matters to Him. Philippians 3 says this. This is uh, uh, the writer to the Philippians uh, saying, Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind And straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Here Paul is giving us some great keys. Don't look behind too much. Look ahead. Don't get stuck on what has been the past, what has been 2018, what happened in 17, what happened in 16. Be someone who is looking ahead in life. That is a great thing to do. Do you know what the enemy would love us to do? Get stuck with our head down looking at all the things that maybe didn't go as we planned last year and get stuck there. He would love us to be focused on that. But I love that Paul here is saying, don't be like that. One thing. Just one thing that he's doing, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward, going forward to what lies ahead. He presses on. He presses on. And I want to encourage you here today, press on, front-footed into 2019. Be someone who goes, I'm pressing on. I'm going forward. I'm looking ahead. I'm believing with fresh face, with new faith that this is going to be a great year for me, for my family, for those around me. Believe in your heart of hearts for a good year ahead. I love the idea of our windscreens, that they're obviously big and wide, and that rear vision mirror is very small. Sometimes people drive with this massive rear vision mirror and they've only got a little bit of the windscreen. No, it's meant to be really small because we're meant to be looking ahead when we're driving and when we're doing life God's way, we've got to be looking ahead. We've got to be looking ahead with faith, knowing that God is good, knowing that He is faithful, knowing He's with you and that He's for you. Live life like that. Live it positively. Live it with faith. Be one of those people in life that is always looking ahead because I think God loves it when we live like that. Dwelling on the past and its problem, it won't move you and propel you into a future that God has for you. 
We press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call. We press on, we press on, we press on. We have passed, of course we do. But the best way to live is to look back and and still be thankful, even for the things that might have been tough and hard. Just be someone who's always thanking God. God, you got me through it. God, we're getting through it right now together. God, you in those hard times, you surrounded me with some great people. There were good friends. I, I still had a church to come to. I could still make it into my connect group. I just start thinking of where I can give him thanks, even in the hard seasons, even in the hard circumstances. Be someone who thinks about the future and gives thanks to God for what might have been. But look ahead and have that posture. Be that posture. Deuteronomy 31.6. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. He's going ahead. He's going ahead. Yeah, come on. He won't fail you. He won't abandon you. Let's give him some praise here this morning. And because of that, we can dream big. Dream big. Dream big. Dream big. I'm going to give us three keys here this morning that I think can help us to seize the year, can help us to get in that place. And the first thing is just take the time to dream, and in brackets, dream big. Take the time to think about what could be possible in 2019. Just take the time to pause and reflect and remember the God, the creator of the heavens and the earth is on your side. He's with you. He's for you. He is there beside you to carry you into this year, to be with you in all circumstances. Think big, dream big, and ask big. Obviously, uh, when it comes around to a kid's birthday, when I ask, I and I often do ask my kids, what would you like for your birthday leading in? can be a wise thing as a parent. It's no use in spending a fortune on something they don't want. You ask the question. If I was to ask my six-year-old, what do you want? And if she was to say, oh, Dad, it would be the dream and the desire of my heart this birthday to get a new ruler. I'd be like, you what? A new ruler. Do you know the resources your dad has? Do you know the love your dad has for you? I'd be saying, think, Hundred thousand, ten hundred. Just think a lot, 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 lot bigger than the ruler. You deserve more than the ruler. You're my princess. You're my daughter, and I will supply you with a great gift. It shouldn't be a ruler. Hey, guess what? God is in heaven. He's a big God. He's got all the resources of heaven there for us. Let's not ask more. Let's ask big. Let's dream big. Let's just don't go for the ruler. Let's go bigger than that. No ruler. Hashtag no ruler. Hashtag no ruler. He's there. So the things in your life that you're just not satisfied with, you you want change. Start believing today, first Sunday, 
of 2019 because God's got 51 more Sundays ahead of us to come through for you, for, to hear your testimony, to hear of your healing, to hear of your breakthrough, to, to hear that you brought the house, to, to hear you brought the car, to, to hear you went on the dream trip, to, to hear your neighbor said yes to coming to church, to, to hear of a, a family restoration that occurred that you've been praying for for you. There's week after week or year for God to come through. There's so many weeks. That's a lot of weeks for him. That is a lot of weeks for him. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. What a scripture. According to him, not according to me, but according to him, not according to you, but according to him. It's according to Him, immeasurably more. Isn't that good that God wants to go above and beyond? He wants to do more for you than you even ask. How good is God? Isn't that good, Brittany? Brittany's agreeing with me. It's good. Immeasurably more. But it's more. He wants to come through. So have the big dreams. Dream them. Dream them. Believe that they're coming to pass for you immeasurably more. That is our God. Many years ago, I took my car into a mechanic in Brookvale on the northern beaches of Sydney. Now, my experience up to that point of mechanic was drive into the mechanic shop. The thing's a mess. There's just stains all over the concrete and things are out of place and you pick your car, to, you get, you put your car and you pick it up and you can see all the fingerprints down the bonnet that they've lifted it up and they haven't cleaned up from their dirty things and whatever they've done, it just looks worse than you get it. I took my car to this new mechanic in town. He's, the company name was called Good Spanner. And when I picked my car up, well, first I took it there and I, I drove in a lot. This looks different. It, do you know when you go into like a funky cafe, it's got like polished concrete? That's what his floor looked like. I couldn't see like one drip of oil on the floor. It was like, this is new. And then I picked my car up. The thing was immaculate. It had been washed. It had been vacuumed. And on the front seat were some beautiful chocolates on my seats. And I'm like, hello. Talk about immeasurably more than what I was expecting. That was my experience. I started to get to know this mechanic. He used to own uh, possibly the largest workshop in Melbourne. He got brought out and said, you can't start another business in town. I remember going to him when he was this small. Now, you drive through some streets of Brookdale. He has like the biggest mechanic shop in probably Sydney, I reckon now, plus a tyre shop because he had this ability to go well beyond what you would ever think or expect. And do you know what? That's the kind of God we serve. He wants to go beyond, to go beyond. We've just got to believe it. We've just got to pray into it. We've just got to get in agreement with him and go with him on the journey. Today, do you dare to believe? Because if you were to ask Hartley, what's your life story? I would say, and I got asked this once by someone, tell us, tell us your story. And what came to mind was this, God is good and faithful. 
That is the story of Hartley Frederick Taylor, from the boy who at 12 years of age leant down next to his bed in his room in Mona Vale in Sydney and prayed a prayer to invite Jesus into my life. And if you haven't done that at the end of the service, I'll give you the opportunity because that's the greatest thing I've ever done. But since that moment, I've seen the goodness and the faithfulness of God time and time and time and time. And I'm still working it. I'm still seeing it and it's still coming. That is our God. He is good and He is faithful. And it's not just for me. I want to encourage you here today. It's for you. It is for you. That is my testimony. It can be your testimony too. Just believe that He can come through. Because I've just seen it time and time and time and time again. It just keeps keeps happening. I can remember, and I know there's not many of you here that uh, have the hobby of surfing, but it is like my favorite hobby to do. Closely followed by a little bit of fishing and golf. But I love to surf. And when I was a very young boy, see, when you surf the beaches of, of Sydney, you often get a lot of waves that aren't that great. And when I was a young boy... I went to my friend's house. This is my mate, Richie. And uh, he had a brother called Andy. And I remember seeing in Andy's room once this picture. And I'm going to put it up on the screen now for you. And it might, might not make a lot of sense to everyone. But I saw this picture, this framed picture on his wall. It's got what to me is the ultimate wave. Look at that crystal, beautiful, clear water. It's doing something that's called barreling, which the ultimate feeling in surfing is in a surfer when you're inside that barrel and that thing's, everyone getting this? But you can just imagine it, that lip's going over you. It's, and I used to look at that picture and just be in awe, and I'm like, man, that is, that is perfect. And above it, it actually says perfection in the picture. It's, it's cut off here, and then it says Indian Ocean. And I used to look at this picture and discuss with my mate Richie, it was in his brother's room, and I'm like, oh, how big do you reckon it is? We're like, oh, it's probably like three to four foot because there's no surfer to judge it. And I remember just looking at that and thinking, if only, if only one day, if only one day I get to surf something just remotely close to that. A few years goes by and I get a gift from my friend's brother who had that picture. He went and found the picture, another one, and brought it for me and got it framed. So I wasn't just looking at a picture in my friend's brother's room. I started looking at a picture in my bedroom thinking, wow, look at that. Look at that. About 18 or 19 years ago, some friends of mine were organizing a surf trip and they invited me along. It was a place called the Maldives, which I hadn't heard a lot up to, up to that point. But I very quickly started to research and find out it is a, quite a, a beautiful part of the globe and it has amazing surfing waves. And I accepted the invitation to go on this surf trip with some mates. We took the journey to get to the Maldives. It almost took us 24 hours to leave our house on the northern beaches and, and get a number of aeroplanes and then a boat to get to this resort. And I was on this surf trip and I got there. And it, it is, anyone been there? It's like, it's stunning. It is just a beautiful part of our globe. It's got a whole lot of islands that frequently can get quite good waves. And I had this one morning where we went and surfed this spot. It was called Jails. Every surf break in the world has a name. If you didn't know, like all of them have some form of name. And sometimes they make sense. And this one did because there was a jail on the island. Sometimes they don't. But I remember surfing this with, there was 12 of us on our surf boat this morning. And 12 of us jumped into the water and started surfing. And the waves were okay this morning. 
but the wind was a little bit in the wrong direction and it was okay and then we came back and we had breakfast and then we were thinking let's go back to that same spot it was pretty good there was no other boat in the water and we had it to ourselves and we started to jet off uh, in a little boat. We got off the huge boat onto a little boat, takes you all the way to the spot. And as we were going there, we passed another surf break. And by this time, the wind had changed and the waves were amazing. And everyone started jumping in the water. And there was one guy left. He wasn't one of my friends. He was one of the guys on the boat. He was from Ballina in uh, upper New South Wales coast. And he's about to jump in. And I'm looking. There's already two boats in the water, which is about 10 surfers per boat. That's 20 surfers. And then we had 10 or t- we had 12 of us, so that was going to make over 30 surfers. This guy's about to jump in, and I'm like, I'm like, why don't we go back to where we were this morning? It's like the next island over. And he's like, yeah, good idea. So we turned to the little driver. We said, take us to the next island. And we start going. We jet around, and we pull up to the next island. We get there. There's not a soul in the water, and the waves were unbelievable. I could not get in the water quick enough. I jumped in and had, without a shadow of a doubt, the most unbelievable surf of my life. Nothing has ever, ever compared to it. But there was a moment at the end of that surf where I was paddling back out and I was looking at the waves coming in and this wave came up and started to break. And literally, this is honestly, this is what happened. It was like time stood still for a second. And what I saw in front of my eyes was exactly exactly that image I just showed you. I was in the Indian Ocean. I was surfing perfection. And I had the whole island with one other surfer. We just went like this, catching the most perfect waves of our life, hooting each other on. I tell you what, dream big and believe that God is with you. If he can take a little boy who isn't a very good surfer from the northern beaches halfway around the world to fulfill a dream with one other person in the ocean, he can do anything for you. He is a good God. Let's give him praise here this morning. He's good. He's good. So think big. On Friday night, I was at home. And um, I don't know, this time of year, my kids, you know, we try and have an 8 o'clock go to bed time, but I think New Year's Eve just threw everything out when they all got to stay up past midnight and it's struggle street trying to get our kids to bed. Daylight saving at 8 o'clock at the moment. And on Friday night, I was trying to get Cleo to bed. She's the youngest, she's six. She kept coming out in the lounge room and saying just random stuff and I'm, go back to bed, go back to bed. And I reckon it was maybe at about quarter past nine is like well past her bedtime she comes out she comes out and she's like hey dad I'm like you know you kind of you know you've lost a little bit of the grace it's been a long day it's school holidays so my tone might have been not the full nice tone that I normally have might have been a bit shorter than normal what clear and anyway she says this to me she is oh dad uh, I want a tablet or a phone like after nine on a Friday night, and I'm just like, all I'm thinking is, in one mind, I'm thinking, just keep dreaming. And I'm like, sweetie, it's p- well past your bedtime. We'll discuss that one tomorrow. And I send her off to bed. The next morning, guess what? She wakes up, and guess what she wants to talk about? The tablet or the, or the phone. So she starts saying, hey, Dad, remember you're going to talk to me about the tablet or the phone? I'm like... Oh, here we go. At least it's not, you know, 9, 9.30 at night. I'm like, okay, sweetie, we'll talk about the tablet or the phone. And we start the little discussion. I'm like, sweetie, 
yeah, there's not much chance. I'm sorry, but uh, I mean, your 12-year-old sister, she wants a phone and there is a spare phone at home at the moment. I'm not sure what I'm doing with it. She's trying to claim it and she's six. I'm like, it's not, it's not much chance it's going to happen. At 8.45 this morning, the 12-year-old sister walks into our dining room with her tablet and hands it to Cleo. She gets Sienna's tablet handed to her as a gift. There she is this morning with the biggest grin on her face, playing with her tablet. On Friday night, she starts saying it. She starts declaring it, starts telling her dad. And I'm kind of, I want to be a good dad, but I'm thinking, oh, there's no chance of this one coming off. This morning at 8.45, at quarter to nine this morning, Cleo Peace Taylor gets the tablet. Let's give God a round of applause because that's how he works sometimes, even if someone wants to block it. She's got her tablet. So dream, write them down and dream big. The second thing is have faith. You've got to put some faith and action to work. Don't just have the dreams and do nothing about them. Put some, put some steps to them. Work out a plan. Start thinking, how am I going to get there? I want to do that, that dream holiday or I've got family overseas. Guess what? Start, start putting a little count aside and say it's going to be the account. I did that for years to get to Disneyland. It was called the Disneyland account. It's pretty, it's pretty de- deep, isn't it? The Disneyland account. Guess what? It was just savings that I started putting aside, started believing, started dreaming. Last in 2017, we took the kids to Disneyland. But you've got to start putting sometimes some steps and, and putting these things to work. But we've just got to have faith. Hebrews 11.6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So have faith and dream. Maybe you've had some recent challenges and it's caused your faith to drop and your head to drop. Can I encourage you today to look up again? Look up again afresh, believing, knowing, declaring God goes with you. He's got great plans and they're for you. And they're for your future. Just start working towards it. Might be buying that home. Start believing. Start taking some action. Okay, what can I give up? A little sacrifice. Start putting some savings aside. Start praying, walking through streets, declaring you'll get your foot in the market. Just start believing with God. Just start. Start the journey. Sometimes there's an invisible stage with faith. There's this invisible stage. We're thinking it. We're declaring it. We're believing it. And then it feels like nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden, boom, can come to pass. There's that saying, God can take a long time to do something suddenly. And then it comes. Life goes really quick. But just keep believing. And even if it's in the invisible stage, just keep declaring, having faith, believing it's coming your way. It's coming your way. Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? God just loves to bless. He's a good father. The Bible tells us that. He's a good father. He's a good father. Let him dream into into your dreams. Let him, his power come and unleash to make the impossible possible. Believe big, Isaiah 54, 2, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, 
strengthen your states. I'm so glad that our church, C3, is built. This is one of the core scriptures that our church was planted on. A church that is now in 540 locations around the globe. It is a scripture that Pastor Phil and Chris, our senior pastors, planted the church, believed the church would become. Isn't that cool? That that's the kind of DNA running through our church, this enlargement that God can come through, that, that our tent is going to get bigger and, and, and we can get in the slipstream of that for our life, for, for our family, for things that happen. Enlarge the place of your tent. So, and just keep going. It's one of the things we've just got to do. Have endurance. No matter how much your feet hurt, keep running. No matter how many others drop out of the race, keep running. No matter how the weather changes, hot, cold, sunny, dark, keep running. No matter how discouraged, tired, feel like giving up you may be, keep running. No matter how many difficult circumstances you meet on the road, potholes, floods, fires, uphills, downhills, through valleys, keep running. One of the greatest things you can do is just have that faith on the inside. God's with me and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it off. I'm going to pull it off. But go in with him on the inside. I love in our C3 uh, album called Pilgrims, there's a song on that called Miracles. Dylan Regler sings it. And it says, God of miracles, God of the impossible, I believe the mountain moves, the sea will part at that name. And I just want to live us, us to live life like that, just believing God's a good God and miracles are going to come past. And get around other believers because there's always going to be areas that we just naturally have a lot of faith for. For some of us in here, you've brought that many houses. That's an easy one for you. But there's other people here and you haven't got there yet. Can I encourage you? Find them. Have coffee with them today. Coffee's on the house today, by the way, just after service, then in the glass house. Go up to them and say, hey, can you t tell me? Tell me how you've done that. Like, like work off each other. We're, we're here as a community. We're here as a body. And believe, you might know of someone who's got their healing breakthrough and you're waiting for yours. Sit down with them, tell them, ask them to tell them about the journey. Someone here that's married and you're not married, have coffee with them. Say, I'll shout today, although it's free, just tell them those words because they always sound really nice. And sit down with them, like let's work off each other because lots of us have faith in some areas but we're low in others. So just get around someone who's got the higher faith in a certain area and say, hey, can we sit down and, and, and could you just encourage me and tell me how you do it? That's the body working together. We can be there for each other. So that is a really, there's just a side tip, free of charge. You can take it. I would take it. But that is a good thing to do in life. Get around each other. Let's do it for each other. We've all got a story. Believe for someone. Maybe you've seen many people in your family get saved and there's someone who hasn't even seen the first member of their family get saved. You say, look, can you tell me your journey? How did you pray? Uh, what did you pray? Uh, what did you do? Like start feeding off each other. We're here for each other. We're a community for each other. Thanks, Mick. Don't you love Mick Sabat? Thank you, Mick, encouraging me here. And my very last point here is... Seek him first. I want to give us just a fresh reminder, like Chris said earlier, Matthew 6, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be added. Just make sure in the middle of this, we don't go so much into, you know, the dreams and aspirations in our heart that we kind of forget the, the God factor. Include him in everything. 
He wants to be on the journey and he needs to be number one. He needs to be, just put him number one. Church is first. The house of God is first. He's first. I start my days with him. Just make sure that the, the dreams don't see us kind of shift away from what's really important and that is having him number one. Proverbs 3, 6, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Acknowledge him. Put him first. Allow him in. Because it is through his power, like that scripture I read before in Ephesians 3, now to him who's able to do measurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is in work within us. His power. So don't leave the power. Do it with him. Do it with him. Go on that journey. Just kind of intertwine him as your rock, him as number one, the the scriptures and the, the promises, because all those things we dream for, there's promises in here that you can declare and stand on. Just do those. It's through His power. And we can believe with you here this morning for a great year, a mighty year, a year full of dreams coming to pass. Lamentations 3, 22, 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. They're new again here today. Start afresh. Start on the front foot. Let's believe, church. I don't know if there's a greater joy as a pastor about just hearing people get their miracles, people getting their breakthroughs. It gives me so much delight to smile on someone's face. On one of their daughters or sons or grandparents come to the Lord one of their neighbours accepts their invitation to church when someone shows us the keys I brought the house when you see a new court car pull up, when someone says I've just booked the tickets when someone comes up and says been knocking on the door of this job I've just got it, I've just got the promotion, whatever it is I just love it when it comes through, when it's someone's dreams it's the desires on the inside of their hearts And I just love how God does that all the time. So just keep putting Him center, believing He's going to come through for you. He's there for you. Believe it. Declare it. Be someone full of faith. Full of faith. And get around each other, like I said, but also believe for others. When someone else gets their dream, their breakthrough, be the number one person to cheer them on to cheer them on, to celebrate them. It might be something you've been praying for for a decade and they pray for three weeks and they get it, you still don't get it. Just pray, praise, praise the situation. Give them a high five. Be someone who's cheering each other on. But I want to just remind us here this morning, He's a big, wonderful and good God and we can dream and dream big. He'll come through. He'll come through. And on New Year's Eve, we had a service here and we had some some cards and I've got them put on your seats because if you weren't here or you haven't had a chance to, to sit down and write them down, can I encourage you, take that card, put it in your, slip it in your Bible, put it in your purse, put it in your pocket, take it home today, even today, this afternoon. Start dreaming over this week and write them down. And keep that, keep it in your Bible or somewhere up at home. Just write it down, make it plain. And let's believe, church, together 
the dreams are going to come to pass, that God's going to come through for you. He's so with you. He's so for you. I think we should give the Lord a round of applause. Let's praise Him for what's going to happen in the 12 months before us. Dreaming big, dreaming big. It's a wonderful thing. And God is